Previously on the Harry Strange radio drama. Okay, that's enough of that. Harry, cut Lilith loose. I made a deal. What? Are you kidding? Afraid not, sweet lips. Set me free. No time to wait, Harry. We need to get out of here. Please! Son of a bitch! Mm, Mr. Strange, my hero. All debts are paid. You know I'm not letting you stay free. I always look forward to our little dates, Harry. You have been disobedient and insolent to us. Did you think there wouldn't be consequences? What did you do to the dogs? They're dead. I saved us. They were going to eat us. No, they weren't. I had it under control. Just once. Just once I'd like to rescue someone who didn't say I had it all under control. When the only thing they had under control was their bladder. Barely. Rescued me? You were about to be doggy chow until I came along. There was a dog sniffing your body... Hey, wait. You were dead. I checked your pulse. Your shirt, you looked like you'd been shot. I was. Shotgun right in the chest. Still stings like a bitch, if you'll pardon the expression. (laughs) No one can survive a shotgun blast to the chest. And yet, here I am. Happening now on the Harry Strange radio drama. The philosophers argue that man is born either tabula rasa, a blank slate, inherently good or inherently evil. The heart of every philosophical, religious, and political disagreement is of these constructs. So caught up in the idea of original sin. Some religions teach their followers to focus on the minutia and mundane. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. Continue, Madame. In that time, I've lied three times, bared a false witness once, and wished for someone's death fifty-three times. Fifty-three? My son's a tramp wife visited me this week. That woman has placed some sort of a spell on him. She's an evil father. I see. Ten Hail Marys, ten Our Fathers. Try to offer kindness to your son's wife. Go now and serve the Lord. Minor infractions that barely rate a footnote in the Akashic records. So involved in this trite and blind obedience to the rules, the guardians of the soul don't recognize true evil until it's rejoicing in its heinous deeds. You picked the wrong door, signore. The confessional boot is... (laughs) I picked the wrong door centuries ago, Father. But not today. I need you to come with me. I am hearing a confession. Not anymore. Most of the penitents have left. (laughs) Well, those who could leave. (laughs) See for yourself. What have you done? This is a place of worship. You turned it into a, a... A slaughterhouse? No, not tabloidy enough. Ah, a bastion of butchery. No, that doesn't have the right ring, does it? 
I got it. The Cathedral of Carnage! Huh? Uh, pretty good, no? This is a sample, so you understand how serious I am. My two associates are on their way to your church's orphanage while we speak. If they don't hear from me in the next five minutes, what they did here will look like the finger painting of a hyperactive eight-year-old. Capiche? Try to stay with me, Father. I need you to be alert. Well, she needs you to be alert. And believe me, she is much less understanding than I. Now, come with me. What kind of monster does this? A motivated one? But you may want to ixnay on the monster thing when you see her. She is very sensitive about that. She's inside the van. Knock twice. Where are you going? Oh, I'll be here. Just out of her line of sight. (laughs) She hates to be kept waiting. Oh, uh, one other thing. Don't stare at her... Leg. (laughs) She hates that. Come closer. What are you? I am your new goddess. Take my communion and worship me. Uh, No, no. Get back. Get back. You're, You're a serpent. I am so much more. No. No! No! And often when they are confronted with the face of true evil, their faith is forgotten, and all they can do is beg. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Some guardians lose sight of who they are because of worldly connections. What is it that the Buddha teaches? All attachments lead to suffering. It's often these attachments that bring some guardians to their knees. I was in a bar somewhere in Florida. I'm pretty sure it was St. Augustine, but it could have been Ormond or Green Cove Springs for all I knew. I'd been on a bender more or less since, well, a while. There were some periods that I didn't recall at all. This particular establishment could have materialized right out of a Mickey Spillane novel. And yes, I saw the irony of that little piece of descriptive prose. This place was the definition of dive. The jukebox didn't play anything recorded after 1974, and only then if it had a painful amount of country twang and a sad steel guitar. A little sunlight passed through a filthy window and looked as if it hadn't been cleaned since the Eisenhower administration. Perhaps it was just as well. There wasn't much in here you wanted to see, 
A couple of ancient lot lizards who had spread their questionable wares to some desperate and lonely truckers later this evening. And a bunch of rummies whose necks were redder than the whore's lipstick. Did I mention I had been drinking? I was the champion. The favorite of the most beautiful angel you've ever seen. That's always a woman, pal. She wasn't just a woman. She was an angel. Wings and everything. They all seemed that way at first. Little halos, sweet heavenly voices. Next thing you know, their heads are all spinning around and they're spitting pea soup all over you. No, it was nothing like that. Well, I could tell you stories about dark angels. Some of them are hotter than Daytona Beach during spring break. But damn, they're crazier than a train ride with Ozzy. We all want a little devil in the bedroom. Hit you again? Yeah. No, my angel was perfect. Pure love. She made me immortal. Immortal, huh? So will absence. And it won't break your heart or take half your stuff when it leaves you. May drive you crazy, though. Not that you aren't halfway to shithouse crazy anyway. <laughs> You'd think being immortal was cool, right? But let me tell you, pal, it sucks. Saving the world for you ungrateful bastards again and again. Huh. And you know what the worst part of it is? When I needed the angels, they turned their backs on me. No! Son of a bitch. Someone had shot me in the stomach. You, the partner. This is wonderful. I thought I was going to have to hunt you down later. She had Carmen in the chest at point-blank range. I dropped my gun and ran to Carmen. I cradled her head in my arms. Carmen, please. Hold on. I'll get help. Gabriella, please. I need you. Alas, my favorite. I have been forbidden. What? Carmen is dying. You need to help her. She cannot. We forbid it. Gabriella, please! I've done everything you've asked! It's not her choice. We have spoken. If Carmen lives, it will be because of mortal medicine, not our intervention. Carmen took a shotgun blast to the chest. There isn't a lot mortal medicine is going to be able to do for her. So be it. Our decision is final. They wouldn't save your girl. I watched her bleed out in my arms. Don't you have a different song, pal? I am getting so tired of then she bled out in my arms. Let me guess. Then you got a I got six a six-month suspended sentence, sentence for, for discharging an unregistered firearm. Give it a rest, pal. We all got problems. We just don't go make up fairy tales about angels and demons. This particular inbred mouth-breather I had named R.J. for Redneck Jim. His rebel flag sporting baseball cap looked as if it had been stitched together during the Civil War, and he wore the same blue work shirt every day. Above his left pocket, sewn with white thread, was the name Jim. He was about my size and was sitting two bar stools away. You might want to watch your mouth, friend. Why, what you gonna do? Call your angels on me? Oh wait, I know, you're an angel too. That's it. Drunk annoying Yankee is really Clarence the Angel. Turn some water into moonshine, I'll ring a bell for you. Maybe you should call it a day, friend. Maybe you should kiss my ass, friend. You take another step, and you better have an army of angels to back you up. It's a legion of angels, not an army. Step off the stool, friend. Take that crap outside, boys. Well, friend... What'll it be? That's what I thought. Drunk-ass redneck.
Son of a bitch hit me when my back was turned. My blood began to run down my neck. Come on, Clarence. Get up. One of my ribs snapped when he kicked me. That was going to take some time to heal. I saw two fuzzy versions of him and was certain it wasn't just because of the whiskey. I started to pull myself up and he kicked again. I said take that crap outside. I started to stand. Who's a redneck now, Clarence? Well, you are. You validated it when you hit me when my back was turned. Son of a... I'll give you redneck. I was ready for RJ this time. As he jumped at me, I grabbed the top of his greasy work shirt and pivoted to the side. I threw him over the bar and into the spirits rack. I crashed into them, shattering the precious nectar-filled bottles and the mirror behind him. For all the noise he made, he was still feeling spry. Now you die! Obviously you haven't been listening. He picked up a bottle, some bottom shelf brand of vodka, and advanced towards me. God dang it, I said enough! The bottom of the vodka bottle exploded. That wasn't a shotgun shot. That would have taken out the bottle and most of RJ's leg. Great. Someone else in this little redneck hole-in-the-wall dive was packing. Both RJ and I turned towards the direction of the shot. Hello, Harry. Happy to see me? I would drop that shotgun if I were you, barkeep. Okay, look, I'm, I'm putting the gun down. Don't say it. The first one to call me little lady gets one right between the legs. The echo reverberated and I felt the draft as the slug from Elizabeth's forty-five practically parted my hair. Ah! She shot my hands! Crazy bitch shot my hands! RJ's fiddle playing days were over. He must have picked up a bottle to whack me over the head when Elizabeth performed a little hand amputation courtesy of Dr. Smith and Wesson. So sorry, gentlemen. We've been looking for my Uncle Harry for months. He's been off his meds. Please do send a bill to the Race Institute. Let's go, Uncle. Auntie has been fraught with worry. Some guardians recognize the evil sitting across from them, and they choose to embrace it. These guardians willingly abdicated their responsibilities, perhaps because of the pleasant packaging the evil coils itself within, or perhaps because of the perceived benefits the evil offers. Lilith, this is a lovely dinner, and you look ravishing as always. Thank you, Monsignor Pulaski. You flatter me. More wine? I would be delighted, but it would not do for a member of my clergy to see me inebriated. It wouldn't do for a member of your clergy to see you sitting here with the Queen of the Nephilim. <laughs> but since it's unlikely any member of your church is this far north in nightfalls, I'm sure you can indulge. And what of later, my beautiful Lilith? Shall we indulge ourselves then as well? Anton, you devil. Are you hitting on me? Only if you are open to the idea. Let's see how our conversation goes before we head up to the penthouse. The penthouse? You do know how to show a date a good time. Anton, you have no idea. Tell me, what do you know of the Akashic Records? Since you asked me to meet you here at the Ritz, I'll assume you already know exactly how much I know about them. And you want me to find out something specific for you. Of course, you also must know that only a select few are allowed near the library that houses the Akashic Records. You're mostly correct. Mostly. I don't want you to look up anything. As much as I love you, darling, for this particular task, I need someone who I can trust completely. One of my girls. <laughs> 
I would have thought the first lady of the Bible could handle her wine. A demon. Demon. Uh, excuse me. No offense meant. A dark angel will not last very long inside the library before she is consumed by the fire of Shiva. I know that, but my girls are loyal and willing to risk the eternal death for me. It is not a risk. It is a certainty. Let me worry about my girls' safety. I would never attempt to outthink you, Lilith. But you do understand you are sending one of your girls to a long and painful death. Ooh, long and painful. Sounds hot. Oh, it's hot, though not the way you imagine. The 1600s was the last time a supernatural being was able to access the Akashic Records. A poor family from Uxbridge, England, made a deal with a minor enchanted, Velitro, to answer a question using the records. In exchange, Velitro could have the firstborn female child from the next 15 generations. Velitro, a child rapist before he was stoned to death and joined the service of the Morning Star, readily agreed. He astrally projected himself into the library and was able to telepathically send the message to the patriarch of the family. Within minutes, Belitro began screaming. His eyes melted in his head, and his flesh began to bubble and turn brown. On the other end, the patriarch's head exploded in front of his surprised family. His death was instant. Belitro burned for centuries before Shiva allowed him to go to the eternal, godless death. Did the family get the answer they were seeking? While Velitra was sending the message, the patriarch was also writing it down. A few years later, in the mid-1600s, the patriarch's son immigrated to what would soon be known as the United States and began purchasing real estate. His family is still one of the wealthiest and most powerful in the nation. They've spawned attorney generals, senators, and one U.S. president. Hmm, doesn't seem that bad. I think you're missing the point, Lilith. Tell me, old friend, what is your point? Regardless of how powerful you are, you are no match for the keepers of the Akashic Records. Not even the angels. Angels, did. please. What a bunch of sheep. Anton, I'll take care of my safety. I just need you to get me access to the library. Lilith, it's not my nature to deny you anything. Then stay true to your nature. It was your nature that first drew me to you when you were a seminarian to the church. I was the one who took care of the fruits of your nature in Buffalo, and Boston, and Des Moines, and... I am grateful for all you've done. My soul is yours. I also took great interest in your career. As I understand things, the Archbishop is very ill, and the list of names for his replacement is getting shorter. Bishop Anton Pulaski. It has a nice ring. The Archbishop is quite ill. Stage four pin... Lilith, did you have something to do with that? <laughs> Anton, you cut me to the quick. While there is a certain irony to a Catholic bishop with stage four penis cancer, it isn't stylish enough to be one of my design. Now... If his little soldier suddenly fell off and started spurting poisonous spiders that consumed his... Well, that would be something you could lay at my door. Ouch. I'm simply asking for access to the library. I know it's only available on an astral plane, but even its location there is cloaked for me. It is cloaked for most, not just you. Regardless, I need the answer to one question. I know what I think... But I must know for sure. Care to elaborate 
Perhaps I could find out using other methods. There aren't any other methods, and I care not to elaborate. This must be quite pressing, Lilith. I don't believe I've ever seen you sweat before. Perhaps I'm overwhelmed by your presence. <laughs> I would love to believe a goddess like you is overwhelmed by my manhood, but I am too old to convince myself of that. If the first woman of the Bible needs to keep a secret so epic that it makes her sweat, a mere mortal as myself should not endeavor to pry. Thank you, Anton. So, my little soldier, what is your decision? My head felt like a dozen coked-up monkeys with bongos were playing a Sousa march on my medulla oblongata. I learned an important lesson. Never mix tequila, whiskey, and rum with gunshots in an enclosed space. My chest hurt, but my rib had healed. A gift from the angels. I sat up and the room only spun like a kid's merry-go-round. An improvement over the tilt-a-whirl I felt earlier. Pop-tart wrappers were on the bed. I was flattered that she remembered. I met Elizabeth a couple of years ago on an island off the coast of Florida. Something about gene splicing and bad dogs. Big bad dogs. With a taste for human flesh. I saved her bits back then. <gasps> Harry, you're up. <laughs> yes, and I'm also out of bed. Are those my pants? What? Yes, here. No, stay over there. I'll toss them over. What's the problem? It's not like you haven't seen me naked before. I've never seen you naked. Are you saying someone else undressed me? No, that was me. Your trousers needed to be washed. They were practically standing on their own. I did it strictly for hygienic purposes. All of your clothes. And you were much less enthusiastic when I did it. I get that a lot. Wait, do you mean we... We didn't do anything. I meant you weren't as turgid. Turgid? We're going to have to work on your dirty talk. My dirty talk is none of your business. Not if you're going to say things like, Oh my, you have quite the turgid member. I said nothing of the sort. We have work to do, mister. Why haven't you put your trousers on yet? Why haven't you stopped staring? I am not staring. You're much more impressed with yourself than anyone else in this room. Right. That's fine. Play hard to get. You'll come around. Where are you going? Put your clothes on. Relax, toots. I'll get dressed. I want to get a shower first. Feel free to join me if you're feeling enthusiastic. It's Elizabeth. This is going to be incredibly difficult. You'd better be damn sure it's going to work. Given the chance, some guardians are able to resist the evil. And yet, perhaps because of their innocence and need to nurture, those guardians sometimes heal that which they should seek to kill. Sister Odelia, sister, wake up. What? Oh, Sister Maria, I must have dozed off. Obviously. How's the patient? Oh, she's fine, I guess. I mean... Really, who knows? She's a vegetable. If you ask me, she ought to just hurry up and die. Sister Odelia! God forbid! How can you say such a thing? Maria, look at her. She's little more than a skeleton with a film of skin on her. 
She's older than the Pope, and she smells like a sour baloney. She may be able to hear you. That's doubtful. She hasn't spoken since she arrived. If it weren't for your nurturing, she'd have been eaten by bedsores. Or wasted away through atrophy. Bend her other leg for me. I don't know why you bother. Fine. We are nuns, Sister Odelia. We're supposed to provide comfort for the infirmed. I don't think the old tomato here really cares. That's curious. Does her leg seem heavier? You know something, Sister Maria? You may be right. As a matter of fact, I think her thighs do feel a little firmer, sexier. Really? Sure. (laughs) How would I know? I don't massage her unless you make me. I'm sorry, sweetie. I don't mean to laugh. I know this is important to you. I'm serious. Look at her hair. It's it's fuller. I suppose so. There's less of her pasty gray skull showing through. Look at her face. Her wrinkles seem to be fading. Honestly, Maria, I didn't pay... <gasps> Holy, Holy Father, Father in, in heaven. heaven! She opened her eyes! She's trying to say something. I can't hear her. Get closer! What is it? What are you trying to... <coughs> no! <coughs> Don't choke, Sister <coughs> Odelia! She's trying to help! <coughs> Let go of her! <gasps> Get her! Oh! <coughs> me! <coughs> Please let her go! My lord, she's so strong! In a rural county in northeast Georgia, a granite slab marking a location that may or may not contain a special package cracked. At the point where the cracks met, a red viscous liquid bubbled up from the center. Harry Strange, episode 301, The Guardians, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Julie Ivey, Don Harvey, Brian Troxell, Joe Roche, Gracie Ortiz, Kellen Stennett, Craig Johnston, Michael Donlin, Emma Green, Brad Corbin, Parissa Johnston, Emily Jane, and Trisha Groves. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects provided by license with soundsnap.com For the Harry Strange radio drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. <laughs>